What does a former AFL umpire think when he sees Toby Green make contact with official Matt Stevick? What needs to be done, in his opinion, in the wake of it? How did that moment differ from regular interactions between players and umpires, and where is the line? What's the current state of umpire retention and culture at local levels? And what can be done to improve umpiring in the AFL? I'm your host, Joey Lynch, and this is Beyond the Lead with former AFL umpire Matthew Head. The opening week of the 2021 AFL Final Series was full of big moments. It's four games producing a plethora of highs and lows, joys and despair, and a bounty of narratives that only Finals footy can. But unfortunately, one unsavoury moment came to dominate the discourse leading into this weekend's semi-finals. At the three-quarter time break of his Greater Western Sydney Giants thrilling one-point win over the Sydney Swans, Firecracker forward Toby Green began to gesticulate and exchange words with umpire Matt Stevick before making contact with the official as he continued to follow his teammates to the three-quarter time huddle. Had Stevick not instigated evasive manoeuvres, the contact would have been of an even more forceful nature. Green's reputation for pushing the boundaries widely recognised and his rap sheet quite long, including a $1,950 fine eight years ago for reckless umpire contact, Match review officer Michael Christian referred him directly to the tribunal for intentional umpire contact over the incident, where he was eventually found guilty and suspended for three matches. The AFL's resident panto villain, Green, unsurprisingly, had individuals springing to both his defence and prosecution in the wake of the incident, with the latter camp increasingly dominating the discourse as more footage emerged of the contact with Stevic. To get an umpire's perspective of the incident, ESPN's Matt Walsh, a member of the ESPN Footy podcast, sat down with former AFL umpire Matthew Head, who officiated 144 games of AFL footy prior to Green's tribunal case to talk about how umpires and players interact, local footy umpiring and improving officiating standards. But before all that, Head provided his immediate reaction to Green's bump. Look, I was angry and disappointed. Uh, angry that in today's day and age um, that a player would take the option of going at an umpire physically. I mean, to me, umpires are not trained to deal with physical confrontation. Um, And, you know, I look at that and the cynic in me says that, uh, you know, he's potentially looking to take an easy target in terms of of going at an umpire. I mean, walking at least five steps and then then making a shoulder contact, I think it's, um, you know, there's no way around it. I also think that he's, um, you know, that he's lucky that Matt Stevick actually, you know, probably looked to avoid it, um, you know, in, in some ways by, by turning away. So I think, I think Toby Green's probably pretty lucky that it, that it wasn't, you know, that it didn't look a lot worse. Um, I was also disappointed that, it, that this is going to bring attention to umpires. I mean, this is not about umpires being precious. Um, it's about, you know, it's about what happened here and physically contacting umpires in this manner um, is, is wrong. And I think it needs to be stamped out. Mm. Well, uh, it is technically against the laws, but we still sort of see this thing creeping into the game. How does it make you feel when you see current players like Scott Pendlebury, who's the captain of, of Collingwood and the captain of a football club, sort of claiming that there's not much in an incident like that and that a fine would, would do? Yeah, look, I'm diametrically opposed to that view. I just think it lacks an understanding of, uh, uh, you know, of what we need to do to protect the game and the, and the fabric of the game. 
And another ex-player, well, an ex-player in the media, Luke Hodge, uh, interviewed Green on, on Channel 7 after the match and, and basically offered him an excuse um, that it was yeah. an accidental contact. Um, I couldn't believe what I heard, but before ask, you know, before you even asked him a question, he'd offered that excuse. Is that an attitude which kind of needs changing from ex-players, especially those in the media? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, no one, no one wants good players to miss games and finals. Um, so I think that is probably player code. Um, coming out there, um, probably had, didn't have much time to think about it. I mean, you know, look, in reality, there's not a lot in it physically, um, you know, like it was, you know, it was shoulder contact, you know, it's, you know, it's, he's not going to get bruised or anything like it, but the, but the implications are bigger than, you know, than, you know, how, how hard that bump was, right? I think the implications are bigger than Toby Green. So, yeah, I think it's disappointing, um, you know, and I think, well, I, I don't, I can't speak on behalf of Luke, but I think going down that path, it's player code. And, you know, I, I would like to think that, you know, if he's, if he's had a look at it, he might, he might like to rethink, um, you know, re- rethink what he, what he asked. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there was a, an article in the age revealed that the AFL's competition committee had heard about a trend of dissent towards officials from players. Does, does that, I mean, does that surprise you when you were umpiring, did you notice this sort of stuff week in, week out or a bit rarely? Uh, look, look, it definitely changed over my career. Like um, I was, um, you know, when I first started at AFL, um, it was, well, and, and, and coming through, yeah. I mean, abusing umpires, it was, it was just rife. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just the way that foot footy was played. Um, uh, that, that definitely changed, um, you know, over time. And I, th- I think it's at a, you know, generally at a, at a reasonable level now, I think at an AFL level, um, uh, you know, I, 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 my sense is that, you know, it's pretty good, but I was talking to a, uh, a local, um, umpires coach, um, and he was saying that, uh, that he believes that this year at a local level, um, abuse and aggressive behaviour towards umpires has gone through the roof. Um, that it's really concerning, um, and you know they're having to, you know, they're having to look really closely at that. Um, so it was almost like, you know, his, his comments were that, you know, it's almost like a build up. You know, like players have got to build up um, aggression um, now. So whether that's a COVID impacted thing, we're not sure, but certainly it's um, it, it's definitely from what I'm hearing has increased in, at the local level. Well, you umpired with Matt Stevick and a few of the other current crop of umpires that are still in the game today. Is this sort of stuff where players are involved with umpires in confrontations like this? Is this discussed in a private arena as well? And is it an issue amongst umpires? Um, no, no. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, umpires, like I said earlier, like, you know, in terms of being protected, um, you, know, feel, you know, feel very protected, you know, feel safe. Um, I mean, I don't think any umpire... Um, particularly at AFL level, would ever feel intimidated. Um, you know, it's, you know, things happen on the field, but, you know, we're, we're grown men and, you know, can deal with, you know, with scenarios. I mean, you go in there expecting to deal, to, to deal with situations. So I don't think it's about feeling intimidated. Um, it's more around, um, uh, you know, it's, it's around the look for the game, um, you know, and, and, you know, protecting the fabric of, of, you know, of umpiring and refereeing and, and officials, because, um, you know, I just think, you know, things creep over time, you know, about what's tolerated, you know, once you tolerate one thing, it sort of creeps out, you know, I'll look at, you know, the, the, the Tom Hawkins and the, um, and the Lockie Neal one, I think it was, I mean, Whilst, yeah, look, you know, we want to let that stuff go. You're like, you know, an umpire doesn't, you know, like, you know, you know, we don't really want to be doing that stuff, but you let it go 
right? And then stuff like this happens, right? So, um, so which, which is, you know, difficult for an umpire because they want to have rapport and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But it's, um, you know, and, it, that, and that's why I come back to, you know, them, you know, it's not about umpires being precious. It's about, to me, it's about things that creep into the game and then you get players doing what they do like, like Toby Green did. Yeah, and it's not just the, the physical stuff, obviously, as well. It's sometimes the way that um, umpires are spoken to. And, and we've overheard, especially with the lack of crowds at some games this year, the, the microphones mm-hmm. have picked up some, some pretty you know, bad language. The few, you've got to be effing kidding me's and that sort of stuff. Is there a difference in your mind about what is and isn't demonstrative and, and where there is a line? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I've got no issues with players, um, you know, letting off steam. It's a physical contact, you know, it is high stake. So, Got no issues with players letting off steam, um, but for me, where it's where it's really um, you know personable, um, it's directed at an umpire. It's it's easily visible, and it and it's and it's at them. Um, I, I think that's where the line's got to be drawn. Um, uh, you know, whereas yeah, if it's just letting off steam, I've I've got no issues with that. Um, and then you know the you know depending on what the instruction is from the AFL about you know about stamping it out you know, that, you know, the umpires then need to, you know, follow that directive as well. But mm. uh, yeah, it's more where it's, 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 it's visible, um, directed at an umpire. And usually it's, it's you as a person, you know, which, which is what used to happen back in the day. There's a line that sort of gets trotted out in the media, especially that, you know, who'd want to be an umpire and, and this sort of stuff is going to affect that there's going to be a lack of umpires in the future because no one's going to want to umpire with, with this sort of stuff that they have that they have to face. Is that something that you saw over your career and, and, and since in the lower and sort of um, amateur leagues that that people are turning away from doing this because of this sort of stuff and, and the way it can, as you say, filter down? Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. I mean, umpire retention at a, at a lower league is, is a real issue and, and has been for some time. There's, you know, a lot of umpires that join the ranks and, you know, and but to retain them is a, is a real challenge, right? And, and typically it's the abuse um, that they get, which, which turns young people away. You know, I, I mean, I look at this, I mean, I'm a, I'm a father of young kids and, you know, if they were out umpiring and they had somebody, you know, physically approach them, walk at them and make shoulder contact with them, you know, it, you know if you're a parent, um, you know, that would be really worrying, right, to, for, for that sort of, for that sort of behaviour, particularly when you're an umpire and you're, you're not doing it for the physical contest, you know, for, for the mm. physical contest, you know, you're there to officiate and apply the rules. But I just think that, you know, you know, as, as a parent, um, you know, the risk of your, of your, um, you know, your child being, you know, physically contacted like that, I think, um, you know, is, is definitely off-putting. I, finally, I guess, what would you say to footy fans? Um, like I was listening to talk back this morning about it and there were some a wide range of views on, on whether it was a, acceptable, where the line is and that sort of stuff. But what would you say to footy fans and, and these sorts of talk back callers who think that something like that is okay and that he should be fine to play and it doesn't really have an effect? Yeah, I just, I just think that it's, it's something that it's got to be completely stamped out. I just think that, um, you know, it's protecting the fabric of the game um, it's, you know, once you allow certain things, it's just going to get worse and worse. Um, and I just go back to, um, you know, umpires are not there to, um, you know, they, they shouldn't have to deal with this. You know, we see, you know, examples on YouTube and overseas where, you know, players are, um, you know, you know, um, you know, really um, harming umpires, right? We, we don't want, I mean, you know, we, we don't want to get to that position of just allowing more and more. 
So, um, so I think it's about protection um, and setting the right image and protecting the fabric of the game. Do you have a view on whether umpiring should be a full-time job when you were? Um, yeah, I do. I, I, I do. I, I don't think it's a full-time role. I don't think full-time umpires would necessarily improve their decision-making. Um, I just don't think there's enough to do um, day in, day out to be full-time. I think it's probably probably half to three quarters of a, of, of a full-time job. Um, and I think the structure that they've got now from what I hear is, is pretty good, but I just don't think, you know, spending an extra, um, you know, 30 hours a week um, trying to hone your craft is, is going to improve decision-making for what it's worth. I think the single biggest thing to improve umpiring is to have four umpires out on the field. Four. Has that been trialed before? Yeah, it has. It yeah, was yeah. in so pre-season a few years back, wasn't it? Yeah, and they've actually done it in, in, in a few games. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, in, in a few AFL games as well. Over the bye weeks, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, like they that. have. Um, so for me, that's that that's the single biggest thing that can be done to improve umpiring um, is you know having umpires more stationary um, surrounding rather than rather than chasing and, and being out of position. Fair enough. Um, that, that's all my questions, I guess. Is there anything that you'd like to add to the discussion or anything that you'd like sort of said or anything like that? Look, yeah, I mean, I just come back to it. Look, I know, um, you know, you know, umpires, um, you know, and don't go out there to, um, you know, to be stars of the game. And this sort of attention is exactly, um, you know, what they're looking to avoid. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's just a shame that it happened. You know, I thought most of the, um, uh, you know, this sort of this sort of scenario and abuse and all that had been taken out of the game. Yeah, there's going to be a few examples and, um, uh, you know, that. But but this type of thing, I think, is it's just really disappointing. And yeah, I think just respecting the game, respecting the umpires. It's not about them, um, but the impact that it can have. I think, um, you know, uh, you know, particularly at the lower leagues, and if you had children. You know, um, you know, um, you know, having to go through this, I, I, I just think it's, you know, it, it's something that needs to be taken very seriously. Yeah, I can't help but agree with you. It's, uh, it's just a shame that we're talking about this when we had a, such a good weekend of action. And yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But as you say, it's it's important to get that sort of stuff out there, and it's pertinent. And there's clearly a part of or a section of society that thinks that that contact was okay, which is a bit bizarre mm. to me. But yeah, yeah. We got to, I guess, help change and, and get those get those sort of thought processes out there that it's just not what you want to see on the ground. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, thanks, Matt. I much much appreciate it. I really appreciate your time. Green faced the AFL tribunal on Tuesday morning. His defence arguing that he never intended to make contact with Stevic, and the AFL putting forth the claim that Green had acted in an aggressive, disrespectful, forceful, or demonstrative manner, which would have earned him a suspension. And ultimately, the 27-year-old was found guilty by the three-person jury of the charge of intentional umpire contact and suspended for three matches, half the six-week sanction initially sought by the AFL. That does nonetheless mean that he will play no further part in GWS's finals campaign, even if they make the grand final. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining us on another edition of ESPN's Beyond the Lead, this time for a discussion between ESPN's Matt Walsh and former AFL umpire Matthew Head. I've been your host, Joey Lynch, and don't forget that you can catch this episode, every other episode of Beyond the Lead, and every other episode of all of ESPN's collection of podcasts and audio goodness, including Matt's dedicated AFL podcast, the ESPN Footy Podcast, wherever you so happen to get your podcasts from. If you're enjoying Beyond the Lead, 
or any of those other podcasts, make sure you subscribe while you're there. Give us one of those famous five-star reviews and help spread the word. But regardless of all that, thank you for tuning in today, tomorrow, or whenever you happen to be catching this. And one thing's for certain, I'll catch you for another deep dive into sports as ESPN takes you beyond the lead very soon.